there's this great quote, when people pay, they pay attention. If you want to prioritize something, find a way to pay for it. Because right. it, in, it, it's a signal to your brain, your subconscious that, oh, this is more important. I need to really pay attention to this. You'll find a way to make it work. Nate, I'm always on the lookout for episode ideas. And mm-hmm. every once in a while, well, actually more than just once in a while, you say something and and my head goes, huh? Oh, interesting. Let's talk about that. And you said something in a meeting we were having recently where... I just want to quote this correctly. A client said, Nate, I need to understand how you use Slack and why. Now, for Mm. those of you all that are listening that don't know what Slack is, it's just a project and task management system for a team. We've actually referenced it on the podcast in past episodes, but if you're a new listener, you're watching on YouTube for the first time, maybe you're not sure what that is. So Nate and I talked a little bit about this and we thought, you know, we had Kirsten on in the uh, at the end of last year, and she was talking about how we manage or how we manage projects as a team and in the various businesses. Yeah, but we didn't get into the nitty gritty of the tools that we're using. And so, for those who are interested in this topic, I would say go back and listen to those Kirsten episodes. Maybe go back all the way to episodes. I think it's forty six and forty eight, where mm. we talk about. Um, how to manage um, or kind of productivity at the business level, not the personal yep. level. Those yep. are some good episodes. In fact, those episodes, we were actually recorded those in person at your home in Brooklyn. Mm, um, I do remember out, that. Yeah, standout episodes there. But anyway, I thought today we would have perhaps a bit of a shorter episode to talk about team communication tools, best tools and systems to use for promoting productivity amongst your team, even if it's a small team, even if it's yourself. And Mm. we'll get into the episode, we'll get out. So welcome back to Seven Figure Music School, everyone. This is the podcast where Nate and I talk about how to run a a mission-driven business school studio that's fun to own and run. Nate, just ask a question. Yeah. Just go right to what he said. Why do you use Slack? You start and then I'll finish. Okay, great. So like you said, Slack is just our communication tool. It's like a like a Discord, that kind of vibe, right? Um, and <clears throat> the reason why we implemented it, and I was just looking back in our history as to when we got it at BMF, I'm going to guess it was back in 2016, 17. I can't remember how old Slack is, but it was around then. The reason why is because as our team started to grow, so when beyond like, you know, eight, nine, 10 people, we were um, struggling with responding to everybody's questions, comments, concerns, whether it was, and I'm talking about Slack as an internal communication tool, right? So what we decided was that what had gotten us to where we were wasn't working anymore, right? So for example, Communicating in the hallway. Hey, how do you do this? Can you show me that? That kind of works okay. Communicating via email never worked great for me because I kind of sucked at efficiently responding to all my emails. And then um, 
basically what happened was you just had all these communications that were getting dropped. So Slack became a solution where we said all internal communications between teachers, staff, et cetera, is going to happen within Slack. That's it. That's the one place we're going to communicate. Now, of course, we were still passing in the hallway and sharing ideas and things like that. But we developed a system where we said, if some teacher says, hey, Nate, I got a question about this game. Can you tell me this or share this resource? I say, yeah, I'm happy to do that. Slack me and I'll get back to you within 24 hours. So now it became a system where everybody understood that if you wanted to communicate and get a response, you had to use Slack. So I'm not going to talk about how we do it, but the why was that there was far too much communication happening that where questions were being asked and answers were not being given. So we implemented Slack for that reason. Mm. Okay. I love that. I'm going to jump in. I agree with everything you say, and I just want to say the why of why I implemented Slack is perhaps a little bit more personal. It's a little bit more of a story. It's because the team member, I only had a few team members at the time, but the main one at that time, I was driving her nuts with sending her so many emails. Yes. <laughs> and so we had outgrown, we'd outgrown email as a channel. And what she pointed right. out to me was, Daniel, you're really comfortable operating out of your inbox because for you, that is the choke point. I said, but you don't understand. Mm. I'm working for three other businesses as well. She was only working for me part-time. She said, mm. I can't operate that way. I, I need us yes. to operate out of Slack because she basically had kind of forced that on these other businesses where she was being like an executive assistant to someone and in effect, this 24-year-old was working with these entrepreneurs that were older than her, in some cases 10, 15 years older than her, and saying, hey, could you act like a responsible grown adult, please? <laughs> and so she kind of, she told me, she kind of forced it on these businesses. And so she could very easily flip between workspaces for the various businesses that she was working for and doing admin work for. So that's the very practical reason I started using Slack. Nice. What I will say is that after I started using it, I can't believe that I'd ever operated in a different way. It was so much better to have, and you know, for those who don't know how Slack operates, you have a workspace and you can directly message people within the workspace or there can be channels that you create around topics. And, and the sky's the limit. You choose what the channel topics are. For us, so for 7FMS, just out of, just to be really practical, we have a podcast production channel. We have a general channel. We have a random channel. I actually put a random channel in every workspace that I have just because I like to drop memes and jokes to the whole team and make them laugh. I mostly get ignored, but <laughs> I like having it anyway. So for the podcast, we don't have a lot of channels. For Growing Music Studio, we have a heck of a lot more. Um, we have uh, a channel around our social media strategy, coaching, um, an executive channel, a general channel, a launch channel, a marketing channel, uh, also a random channel. I also have private communications with a lot of the team members through there. For grouplessons.com, we have a feedback channel where we just talk about feedback we're getting from, from clients. We have mm -hmm. a general channel as well. We have an ideas channel. We've got a problems channel. We've got a marketing channel and, again, a random channel. And once again, I also have 
private one-to-one direct messaging with all the people on that team. Which, by the mm-hmm. way, grouplessons.com is a sponsor of this podcast. If you're looking for a group piano system that is honestly, I have to say it, I said this in the last episode too, probably the best group system I've ever seen uh, just because of the flexibility, the class sizes, the tools that come along with the system, the fact that it is prepackaged but also has a lot of flexibility. You should definitely check out grouplessons.com. It can raise your margins. It can lower your stress. Uh, it can provide a retention boost in that kids love to play the game. There's a technology and app component to it. Kids love to play that game and get a high score for each of the songs they pass. So we see their home practice times go way, way up. Check that out. It's grouplessons.com. But that those are the channels that we have in Slack on grouplessons.com. And so just the point I'm getting so practical here is that I want people to understand that this is a way to facilitate a lot of communication between you and team members, even if it's just one or two team members, which was the truth for me six, seven years ago. Right. Um, but it really just improved things overall because it lowered the barrier to communication. Meanwhile, it lowered how much I uh, operate out of my inbox and it actually facilitated more communication happening rather than less, which for a distributed team especially, it was really, really important. There was just a connection, an ability to just talk to someone like that and it not feel as formal as quote unquote sending an email. It became more conversational. So those were yes. the, those are kind of the whys and then the the of why I started, but then the why as to why I've continued to use it and just absolutely love that tool. It's probably one of my favorite business tools I've ever used. So those are my whys, Nate. Well, and you got into some of the hows that I want to touch on. Yes, um, yes. You know, creating of channels is really, really important as you scale your music school. So let me give you some music school examples of Brooklyn Music Factory around channels. Um, so how can you use Slack? You can create specific conversation channels where you are you stay on topic and you stay on topic with the people that matter. So you add only those people that need to hear those topics to those channels. Let me give a very concrete example. Right now, we're in gig season. We're doing our songwriting parties at Brooklyn Music Factory. We have a songwriting party channel where all the private lesson teachers can simply communicate any questions, concerns, share successes around preparing for the songwriting party. Who really needs to hear all those? Ben, who's the director of the private lesson program and really is the producer of the songwriting parties. And that's like, I don't even know how many, 300 students that are going to be celebrating in these parties. So that's a whole lot of student stories that need to be tracked. If that comes in only to his DM box, goes directly to Ben, then here's another essential part of channels. It's very difficult for Ben to prioritize communications, right? In any given season, you have different focus or foci as an owner or a director in your school, right? So you need to use your communication tools to be able to prioritize what communication you're going to get back to right away and what can wait a week. An email box doesn't allow for that because everything is just flooding in top to bottom. Of course, you can like come up with your organization system and 
flag emails, etc. But it's still just all dumping into the same inbox. So that's another really important around um, detail around why you want to come up with a communication tool that allows you to parse out the conversations and therefore prioritize what gets your attention. I will tell you right now, Daniel, you want to know what gets my attention? Any questions, comments, and concerns that comes from directors. Any question, comments, and concerns or input that comes around our annual plan, because we're right in annual plan, project planning, and implementing, or sort of launching of projects. So those Slack channels are really important to me. I'm always going to prioritize getting back to people there. Currently, I'm acting as marketing director. So if anybody writes me, like literally just happened this morning, hey, I think this web form's broken. Someone just bought this thing, but I, they didn't fill out a type form. So something's off there. Well, that's my responsibility. So I need to get back to them, right? But I'm not going to respond, for example. Right now, my priority isn't, like as you pointed out, the random channel. My priority is in a whole bunch of other channels. So I'm not going there. I'll let that channel just fill up. And then eventually, when I've got like 20 minutes to process, I'll go through and I'll quickly respond. Um, so that's mm. what I wanted to add. I wanted to add the benefit of prioritizing communication. Thoughts on that, Daniel? Yeah. Additions? Oh, I, I love all that. And I think it's giving people a real insight into how it might be used. I think the only thing I would want to do before we jump on to other tools that are important for running a team yeah, yeah. or managing a team would be a quick start guide for how to get this going. Okay. Mm. So if you hear this and you're like, oh yeah, we are operating out of our inbox. Oh yeah. We don't really have great communication. Oh yeah. I have to chase my teachers down all the time. Oh yeah. I don't go in on Thursdays and that's the only time this teacher comes in. I haven't seen this teacher in six months and the communication between me and that teacher is terrible. Like you might be having thoughts or thoughts similar to these and think, yes, this tool could be really, really helpful. Here's the challenge. How do you get it started? So I'm I'm gonna lead off here, Nate, with this. I love this it. Is my biggest, this is my biggest tip. Don't ponder for six months whether you want to use Slack or not. If you have a team communication problem or you think it could get better, before you make this gigantic plan or or reach out to us with 62 questions, well, what about this? Should I do this channel or should I not do this channel? Just here, here's the thing. Go subscribe to it before you even have a plan, before you're maybe even before you're sure you want to use it. Just go subscribe to it, start paying the monthly fee, and you just paying that small monthly fee, it's going to motivate you to actually figure out and learn how to use it. <laughs> like it just being on, even though it's a small amount, it just being on your credit card bill is your business credit card or your personal credit card bill is going to make you like jump in there and start using this probably poorly at first, but that's how we all start doing these things. Yeah. Uh, there was this, there's this great quote. When people pay, they pay attention. Nice. So start. If you want, if you, if you want to prioritize something, find a way to pay for it because right. it, in, it, it's a signal to your brain, your subconscious that, Oh, this is more important. I need to really pay attention to this. You'll find a way to make it work. And it's why we gave some of these, you know, hacks here over the last five, 10 minutes, start with a general channel, start with Ooh. a problems channel, just start with a few channels there. And then as you go along, add some, maybe you, there's one you never use, delete that one. It just doesn't matter. Have like just a basic 
30 minute sketch of how I'm going to use this. Maybe watch a couple videos on it and then just go start paying for it and it'll force you to start using it. Yeah. Any, and can any I ask for that tips for you, Nate? Oh, please. I do. I'm going to say once you've signed up for Slack, onboard like one team member and train the two of you to communicate using it, i.e., when they um, write you an email, just respond, I'm going to respond in Slack. When they talk to you in the hallway about something, write them back with a summary of what you talked about in Slack. But just find someone who's going to be an early adopter with a new tool with you and get and, and start there. Start small. Um, I was looking at how Brooklyn Music Factory onboarded Team to Slack because when it it's one thing for you and I, Daniel, to be like, hey, let's use Slack because A, we were already using it, but B, it's just two of us plus a hand, couple of other people on the team, handful of other people on the team, right? Um, it's another thing when you have, like when BMF started, I think we had 20 to 25 employees that we were trying to onboard all at once. So we created a Slack one sheet, a training on it. Let me read out loud what we say to everybody in this training. It's just it's really simple and straightforward, but it's five quick points. Write down and internalize these BMF tips when it comes to slacking. Okay, here it is. Number one, build into your schedule a total of 10 minutes before and after teaching to check Slack. Keep up with the messages that concern you. Keeping up, rather, is very important. In other words, don't be like, oh, Slack is something I'll look at every few days. No, make sure that every day that you're on the job site, you're using it, even if it's just five or 10 minutes. Number two, stop. Don't send the message until you've actually read through your response, right? Um, you got to be careful here, right? It's just like an email and that, yes, you want to be conversational in it, but you want to be careful that you're not just like whipping off things because it's super easy. It's not like, it's not the same as just throwing out a text, right? Um, you want to be somewhat mindful because this is the job site and you're communicating. And if you communicate in such a way that's sort of off-putting to team, well, then the likelihood of them actually opening up and being communicative with you goes down. So you do have to be a little bit mindful. Um, number one and uh, number three is over communicate. If we rely entirely on Slack to communicate, um, you know, as a result, it can feel overwhelming. So know that you can always ask questions. Always help yourself by customizing your Slack atmosphere, but always ask questions. So be, feel free to mute channels that don't pertain to you, but somehow you've been added to them. Utilize the search function. These are all sort of details getting back to what you said, Daniel, is just train in the tool. Especially once you pay for it, you'll train better. Um, finally, the last two items are turn off your notifications on Slack on your phone, right? One of the benefits of Slack is that you can use it to be very specific about the job that you're doing. But if you set your notifications on your device that you're going to bring home with you, all of a sudden you're going to get pinged with a Slack at 10 p.m. And that's now it's all of a sudden annoying you. Now you don't want to turn it on and look at it and communicate with your team, right? So we strongly encourage our team to make sure notifications are off on their phone and then just use, you know, use the desktop, use the web app, um, et cetera. And then finally, mention your department director over in hashtag training to say, hey, I made it onto Slack. We put that as the last tip. You want to know why we put that as the last tip, Daniel? Because it's our training tip. We know that this 
employee has actually gone through the employee Slack training, if they get to tip number five and they write their director, hey, I'm on Slack now, right? So that's the last little piece of it. So yes, just a word of um, warning, if you're going to introduce a new tool before we get to other tools that we might want to use for communication, et cetera, if you're going to introduce a new tool, Daniel, as we talk about often, you do have to actually commit to learning about it and building it into your system. Don't think that this is just like a set it and forget it overnight success. Yeah. Right. You know, okay. it's, occur it's occurring to me, and I've got a few things I want to follow up on there. It's occurring to me that uh, <laughs> we should reach out to Slack and, and have them sponsor this episode. <laughs> <laughs> they, they should be sponsoring totally. the episode. It's probably not going to happen, but you know who does sponsor this episode, Nate? Mm, and I bet you have a Slack channel around this particular thing, don't you? We do. We have a big music games track Slack channel. In fact, we have a big music games Slack channel and a big music games ideas Slack channel. Mm. And then we also have a bug reporting big music games channel, so which is a, which gets zapped over when anyone who's playing big music games has a problem. They can click a button on our website and it zaps straight into that channel to let our team know we have an issue. Yeah, so this... Um, thank you for bringing this up, Daniel. Bigmusicgames.com backslash 7FMS. That's number 7FMS is where you, our faithful listeners, can start playing and gamifying your music lessons today. Set up a free account as our listeners know, because if they've made it this far in the journey, we're at 100 plus apps they know that Brooklyn Music Factory is built on a game-based fluency-first approach, and we have teachers all around the world in schools that are playing games in their lessons, too. So we make them available to you. So visit bigmusicgames.com backslash 7FMS. You can be playing games today, totally free of charge. And if you report a bug, Daniel, it'll get zapped into our Slack channel. Slack channel, right. <laughs> and, and I will just point out, just for those who maybe not are not as familiar with big music games, is this is not a replacement for your cur current curriculum. This is something right. that you can add on to your curriculum so that uh, you, know, you can just further enrich the lives of the students in your studio. Um, so, Nate, <clears throat> it's occurring to me, you know, we just did a couple weeks ago, we released episode 101. And... Mm. In that episode, I talked a little bit about how I kind of was making it up as I went along with the performance review system for our team. Um, yeah. What's really interesting about that training component of, of Slack right there is that you didn't get that from Slack. No, no. You made that up yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just a one sheet in our training. How long did it take you to make that up? I don't know. Kai, who was our director of ops back then, made it. I bet you so we... So you didn't even do it? I didn't even do it, no. Wow. I'm reading. I just did a search in our in our training manual and found that in our G drive. Um, so I didn't do it. Kai did it. He was awesome at um, onboarding our team to tools like this and then creating one sheets. But I will bet you that A, it only took them you know less than an hour to create the one sheet. Yes. And then he's linking to all of the um, training materials that are on the Slack site. So we're not creating any. We created one training video so that it felt like BMF, but it was really mm. quit down and dirty. And most of the links within that one sheet are just taking you back to Slack's help center. 
so that you can figure out how to like add yourself to a channel and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, but I will tell you back to your question is that likely we brought it on board. We tested yes. it out for a few weeks. We found out warts and all where everybody was having str struggles. Yep. And then we made this one sheet and then we brought it out. We released it at like an all staff meeting. Which is exactly to the point that I think <laughs> that that we either made. Uh, now I'm beginning to forget. We either made it in this episode or we made it in episode 101. Is that mm. you can't ponder. You just have to move forward. No, yeah, we said it earlier in this episode. I don't know. Maybe yeah, we did. You talked about it. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't wait. You just have to go in there. And I think that speaks to the advice you gave Nate, which was, "Hey, just bring one team member on." You know, maybe yeah, yeah. you as an owner, maybe you only have six teachers. It's just you, six teachers, maybe a part-time desk person, maybe a part-time admin, maybe just do it between you and your admin, or maybe do it with your, uh, between you and the teacher who has the most students, work out those kinks, make observations, sit down, create space for yourself, reflect, write down a bunch of thoughts, like what's working, what's not, and and here's the message. And this this is kind of a hard thing to say sometimes, but just have confidence. Just have confidence that it'll be okay. Yeah. Like yes. I just I think so often just being confident makes up for the fact that you don't feel like you know what you're doing. Um, it's worked for me quite a bit. And I, you know, I, I maybe have a few scrapes and bruises from taking that approach, but I think I've moved faster in business with that approach than had I again in a lot of these places, just like slowed down, pondered. And again, hey, I also have done that. And I, and I, you know, confessing on myself, like I did that in 2023 a few times as well. And it, I look back and like, oh man, I should have just gone forward. I should have just made a decision, you know, or I should have just, yes. just go out there, risk the bruises because the long-term effect of you having that kind of mindset and you operating in that way is, yes, you will have a few scrapes and bruises, but overall, your business will grow faster. You'll make more. You'll have a better experience of the business side of your career if that's what you're willing to do. And so I think Nate and Kai just perfectly exemplified this, that they were, they used it a few weeks. They made this one sheet, this, this internal tool to help the rest of their rather large team. And here they are years later. And I know just from personal experience, Nate, that it's been a unmitigated win for you all yeah and if you're why like maybe we circle back to where we opened which is if your why is really clear daniel um in other words let me just be specific and state it clearly here that our communication was sucking at the time <laughs> there was it just wasn't good right lots of people were asking questions and not getting answers Lots of people had ideas and nobody was reflecting on them or acting on them. And so we knew that there was an issue. We didn't know what the solution was, but guess what? Back to your last point here, Daniel, I heard often enough from other business owners and friends that, hey, there's this tool, Slack. It's basically like chat for your business. You should try it out. Once I heard three, four or five friends say they use it and they like it, I was like, okay, that's good enough for me. I know I've got a problem. My evidence of success is that we will actually be able to answer questions more efficiently. We will be able to act on great ideas and I won't feel so overwhelmed as a communicator. So we just mm. went for it. 
So, so if we, if, you know, if you're listening to this and like, ah, man, I already know that it's a pain in the ass to communicate with all my teachers. And then you're probably pretty clear on what's not working, which is what you're doing right now. (laughs) You know, like that's where I was. Yeah. So can can I confess another thing, Nate? Yeah. What do you got? I've answered several Slack messages while recording this podcast episode. I just flipped over to the other window because I had team members asking me things. <laughs> wow. So, okay. So it's very efficient. Yeah. Very it works efficient. quickly and easily. So I've got an idea. Yo. I think we've done a great job of explaining why to use it, how to use it, even a quick start, some tips to getting started kind of quickly with this tool. I think then just... It's a binary decision for someone listening. If you've got a communication problem, yes, no, I want to use this. I would invite listeners, wherever you're watching this, whether it's if you're watching on YouTube or you're watching it on Facebook, because we release the video versions there. If you're, you know, podcast, if you're listening to it on a podcast player, you can come back to uh, growyourmusicstudio.com and just find our podcast category and you can leave a comment. Maybe there's a, a communication tool other than Slack that you use that you really, really enjoy. I personally don't know of any because I've been so committed to Slack over the years. But mm. I would invite people to, you know, reach out to us, offer alternatives. You know, maybe we talk about that in a future episode, because what I'm going to suggest, Nate, is that we do another episode on tools and communication. And let's just deal with some of these other tools in a separate episode. Yeah. I honestly think we've really covered this well here. And uh, I think a, a follow up episode where we talk about the task and project management side of things as its own unique episode would be a really, really good idea. What do you think? I love that. I was thinking the same way because I know in our Evernote, we had jotted down things like, hey, let's talk about Asana. Let's talk about Evernote. Let's talk about these other tools. And I actually mm-hmm. had a, a client, a school owner um, out in Mississippi who said, Nate, you should really release a course on how to use Evernote for music school owners. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I, was like well, I don't know if that's going to be hit the list in, in this year, but <laughs> I think you're right on the money. I think if we do, it's almost like a a category of tools that work for us and for music schools. And if you, you know, how to get, how to, a quick start guide, a jump yeah. start on new tools. I love that idea. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Don't know what that was going to be. We'll probably put a little bit of a delay between us doing this episode and a, another episode on some of these other tools that are just indispensable for school owners or small business owners. Mm-hmm. But uh, thanks for listening. We always love hearing your feedback. Ask us some questions. If you do have questions for us about uh, any of the things that we talked about in this episode or others, certainly send those in. You can uh, subscribe to our email list and get direct access to us through email by going to growyourmusicstudio.com slash 7FMS. You'll be alerted to new episodes, special events, special workshops that we're hosting for free. If you go join the email list at growyourmusicstudio.com slash 7FMS. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Hey, it's Nate again. You know, every year at Brooklyn Music Factory, we get dozens and dozens of great reviews from our families. And you want to know how? Because we ask them. And they're happy to leave a review because of the positive impact that we've made on them. And so now... I have a simple ask for you. If this podcast, the 7FMS podcast, was helpful to you, would you mind leaving a review for Daniel and I? And please, share the podcast with another music school owner that you think might benefit. 
It's one of the best ways that you can support us. We appreciate it.